0: Money FM 89.3, best of weekends.
1: When we look around the region, there is so much need, and we, we look especially at uh, uh, trafficking. Human trafficking mm-hmm. has always been a problem in Asia, yes. across Asia, and um, never more so than in countries like Cambodia and in Southeast Asia here. Let's talk now to Sam Magone, who is the founder and president of Touch Salabai. And now Touch Salabai is a Singapore-based society and U.S. nonprofit organization that fights human trafficking through education and employment in the hospitality sector. And along with Sam is Camille Chow, who is a board member of Touch Salabai. Good morning. Welcome to you both. Uh, so glad to have you on uh, Money FM's weekend mornings.
0: Good morning. Very happy morning. to be here. Thanks, Glenn. Yeah. Hi, Sean. Hey, morning. Great to
1: have you, Camille and Sam. And Sam, let's start with you. Maybe just kind of give us an overview of, of Touch Salabai and what you guys are up to.
2: Uh, sure, Glenn. You know, we have a, a pretty simple mission, actually. it's We're a 100% volunteer organization that supports uh, the Salabai Hotel School in Siem Reap, Cambodia. And Salabai is a free vocational training program. Uh, in hospitality. It provides uh, an 11-month training program in five disciplines, so housekeeping, front desk, uh, restaurant service, spa and beauty therapy, and it it guarantees a job for the most impoverished young Cambodians in the country with a focus on women. Uh, 70% of of the school's uh, students are women uh, because they are more vulnerable in Mm. developing countries like Cambodia. So, our mission is, is really to support that school, both financially and through partnerships and, and raise awareness on the importance of investing and supporting women.
1: Fantastic mission. And Camille, you're on the board. And from the from the board's perspective, uh, how do you push this mission through and, and what are some of the the issues and topics that you guys deal with on the board to make sure that Touch Salabai carries on with this mission?
0: So uh for us, I think uh, most of us have been to visit the school in Cambodia before, and it's really incredibly moving and inspiring uh, to see the change that it brings about in, in these people's lives in Cambodia. So from here, you know, what we really want to do is just to help support the school wherever we can, whether it's raising awareness or raising funds. And we also bring in corporate partners that can, you know, help uh, the school develop that program further. So whether it's um, you know uh, developing their English language program or you know supporting through equipment and things like that So, you know, I've been part of the board since 2012 since the first time I, I went to CM Reap and and mm. saw the school and met the students um, So over the years we've we've done lots of different things um, Again and, and just hoping to sort of continue uh, the good work of the school here as, as, as we can. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, I'm listening to, to the both of you and I have this question at the back of my mind. You know, I used to be a teacher and I find that um, being connected um, to the students and listening to their stories sometimes gets me so emotionally connected and moved. And I often had a hard time balancing that that emotional connection and then then coming back to the logical brain and thinking like, what can I do for them? So I'm just curious how both of you navigate that.
2: Well, you know, I, I think the, the one thing mm-hmm. about supporting young adults in their educational journey is, is extremely uplifting. I mean, I, mm. I, I think it's the lesson of life that we all uh, frankly search for at times is, you know, how, how do I become happy? How do I become content? And, and I think the realization, at least for me, and I, I, I suspect Camille's the same, is the more you give, uh, the more you get. And every time I'm at the school, every time we're with the students, uh, any intervention that we do... You know, it makes us feel good. It gives us inspiration and strength that obstacles that we need to overcome in our own lives. Uh, We have a role model in these young young men and women who, um, you know, have overcome obstacles that few of us can imagine.
1: Uh, Just amazing, uh, amazing story. Talking with Sam McGowan, who's the founder and president of Touch Salibi, and Camille Chow, who is a board member of that same organization. And it is a hospitality school in Siem Reap in Cambodia. And and we see across Cambodia, there are other uh, things that are being done to try to give people options other than um, perhaps their traditional rural life or getting into a life of of, of crime or trafficking. For example, like uh, Artisan's Angkor is one that I've been to uh, when I've been to uh, Angkor Wat and teaching people to Bring back uh, many of the traditional crafts that uh, were lost uh, when when Pol Pot was there and, and and killed off so many of the artisans and that upper level of society. And, and when you look at hospitality, which is what your area is, um, how successful have you been to uh, to be able to give these good paying jobs to people where they they don't necessarily first think of getting into Uh, into the sex trade, for example?
2: Well, I think it starts, you know, it starts with an education of of the families. You know, Celebi is focused on the most impoverished rural and remote Cambodians, uh, as I said, a focus on women. But it has to start with an education of the parents that, in fact, um, your child is going to school. And in only 11 months, your son or daughter is going to triple the household income Mm of the family. So, you know, for, for a young Cambodian to be able to help uplift his or her family out of poverty is, is an extraordinary accomplishment. And I, I, you know, one of the things that really got me hooked on the school was the fact that a hundred percent until this pandemic, a hundred percent of graduates, 1850 within the 18 years, the school has been operating a hundred percent have been employed Within three months of graduation, wow. so you can't you can't really offer a vocational education to poor young Cambodians without a guarantee of a job at the end. So that's why we we, we talk about it as a preventative solution uh, to to trafficking and you know to other of society's ills or challenges uh, is that there is an income stream at the end of this job. And uh, that's what what, why this pandemic has been so devastating uh, is because, you know, those jobs now have been eliminated essentially overnight. And a lot of these graduates uh, are are unemployed. But what are they doing now, Sam, uh,
1: as they've been out of work for maybe almost a year now?
2: uh, Yeah. So many of them have gone back to the village, uh, their, their homes to support the family in what would be subsistence living, you know, helping, uh, farm and, and fish, uh, so many, uh, Cambodians, uh, live off of the land, of course, and, and the Tonle Sap, the, the large, uh, inland body of water there. So, you know, they're back home, but, you know, I think the thing that we talk about a lot, Glenn, is that, you know, it took 18 years to graduate 1850 students in this pandemic in 18 months can undo what, Mm took 18 years to do because it's not like there's generational savings here. You know, it's not like you can take 18 months off of a job and, and the family's going to be okay. It's not, it's just, uh, it's, it's so fragile. And I think, you know, you mentioned the Khmer Rouge at the beginning of the, the broadcast, but at the end of, uh, 1999. That's that or 1998. Sorry, that that's when the the war actually ended in Cambodia. So we're only talking about 20 years of of uh, relative calm to start to rebuild society. So when you have a pandemic 20 years on, I mean, it, it, it seems like a long time, but that that civil war was 30 years long. Mm. So. It's really fragile. And I, I think that's the point that we try to get across for programs like Salopai uh, is is the fragility of the situation in Cambodia, particularly for those around hovering around the poverty line.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I I've also read about your physical journeys that you have been using to kind of raise funds. So please, could you tell us more about that?
2: Well, I'll, I'll let Camille start with her physical uh, commitment and, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll answer on mine Sure.
0: Sure. So I think for you know us as an organization, we've you know uh, organized different types of fundraisers throughout the year. So we've done comedy nights, we've done cook-offs, we've done gala dinners and things like that. But of course, with the pandemic, there are a lot more restrictions in terms of what we can do um, to kind of get everyone together. Uh, so with this idea, uh, this uh, that that Sam came up with, is really for everyone to you know come up with your own physical challenge, whatever that may be. Um, again, with the with the objective of uh, raising awareness and funds for the emergency uh, COVID relief fund for the graduates and their families. Uh, so for me personally, over several days in December, I did a 40 kilometer walk across Singapore. So I started a, the I did the coast to coast hike hmm. uh, with one of yeah. uh, the other board members, Bay, nice. um, and then you know several other walks. It actually turned out to be a great way to explore Singapore. I didn't even know this hike existed. Um, and I know many of us, you know, during that pandemic. And you're I a Singaporean, to... you're a Singaporean, right? Yeah, the whole exactly. Singapore is going to exactly. be connected, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it was great. Um, and, you know, my partner now, he's running 180 kilometers uh, over 30 days as well. Wow. Um, again, that's his own challenge. You know, Sam is, you know, taking on even a, a more intense one. Um, so it's it's really nice to see everyone you know from all over the world as well um, supporters of the school who are you know doing this to really support the graduates and, and uh, mm. their families.
2: And Sam, how about you? Well, I, I took on initially uh, an eighteen hundred and fifty kilometer run and bike uh, that started on December seventeenth, and and I did it because we had eighteen hundred and fifty graduates, and I'm proudly wearing my little graduate shirt here. (laughs) I run in these orange shirts. If you see some random (laughs) guy looking very tired running around Singapore, that's me. uh, With very very worn shoes, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got got one sole that's ready to come out. (laughs) But no, I wanted to do it. I, I think all of us chose this because it's symbolic of the journey that these students take from the remote rural parts of Cambodia to the school and only 11 months later into a four and five star hotel. So if you can only imagine how, how challenging that would be to to, to do that in 11 months. Yeah. So I think taking on a big journey is, is symbolic and, and they appreciate that symbolism. It, it gives us power, it gives them uh, power to sort of, they, they know that people around the world are doing these little journeys for them. And we've had some really interesting ones. I mean, we've had, a cold water swim in, in Switzerland. Uh, we had a, a young man named Jeremy uh, Lou. He convinced his mother and father to, to, to walk their dog uh, Mimi. They did 18.5 kilometers. I mean, this one, mm-hmm. it's like little challenges that people can take on and say, Hey, I can do something good for me, which is maybe get in shape a new year's resolution. <laughs> and I can turn around and, and help celibate at the same time. So we're going to keep these journeys going until we reach our, our fundraising target, which is, it's a lofty target. I have to say it's 185,000 Singapore dollars, but that essentially is a hundred dollars for each of, of the families, mm-hmm. uh, 80% of these graduates, which is why I wear the graduate shirt the most, are, are unemployed. Uh, so, uh, we've got to give them the food security and the financial security that they need in order to sustain themselves. Um, through this pandemic
1: uh, talking with Sam McGowan, the founder and president of touch Salabai and Camille Chow, board member at touch mm-hmm. Salabai. And it is a, um, an organization, a hospitality school in Siem Reap in Cambodia to help uh, bring people out of poverty there and give them uh, good jobs and goods, good salaries. Mm-hmm. And Sam, since it is international women's, uh, day uh, tomorrow and, and Camille, uh, wh- what, what is the status? Uh, this is a very broad question, but I'm just going to throw it out there. What is the status of women across Cambodia from your experience right now? Uh, what kind of trajectory are they on? Camille, let's maybe uh, well, either either of you, whoever feels like you want to uh, tackle this one.
0: I'll start and maybe Sam can add sure. on. I Great. think just you know from my personal experience, you know I've been to Cambodia several times. Um, and what I had you know seen and experienced at the school. Um, I felt was really, you know, life-changing. I mean, the students were so grateful and so appreciative of the opportunity to, you know, go through this training. And, you know, I I think it really opens up uh, a lot of, you know, doors for them and their families. Um, And they're very aware of it. I think they're really, you know, eager to learn and and develop and improve their lives. Um, Of course, the pandemic really, you know, threw a spanner into everything. Uh, But I think that, you know, and some... And I discussed this you know ages ago, I think, was that the people there are just very hopeful. You know, they're always, you know just um, they've gone through a lot and they're really,, um, yeah, again, eager for you know new opportunities. Um, so I think you know, I, I believe they're resilient. Um, and uh, and I think that you know with this, uh, there there are uh, there is a lot of attention uh, there, hopefully. Uh, that can, you know, help continue uplifting, you know, many of them. Uh, mm. It does take time, uh, so you know, I, I think that there is, you know, a lot of potential there uh, for sure.
1: Yeah, Sam, how about you? What what direction? What direction are are women as as a, a group of of workers or thought leaders? What direction is that heading in Cambodia?
2: Yeah, I, I think the narrative, Glenn, is is progress. Substantial progress has been made uh, toward toward gender equality, but there's a long road ahead. And the pandemic has exacerbated sort of traditional stereotypes and roles, uh, you know, Im- immensely. But uh, I mean, we're talking about access to education. Uh, we're talking about uh, financial independence in and, and, and we're talking about eliminating gender-based uh, violence and and these sorts of, of challenges persist um, but are just magnified uh through the course of of an event like the pandemic when when men who have been the traditional uh, breadwinners in, in society in Cambodia are are coming home because may you know they have lost work yeah. um, so I, I think it's a it's it's kind of the same narrative as, as before uh, when I was talking about how quickly things can be undone. I, I think we just need to be uh, aware that these stereotypes uh, are persisting and the pandemic is ex- is exacerbating them. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, programs like Celebi certainly help uh, with a focus on women. They certainly help uh, try to to make inroads. And and that's we want to celebrate that on, on International Women's Day, of course, uh, because that's what International Women's Day is all about, you know, celebrating the achievements of women uh, globally, but but also recognizing a call to action for for gender equality. Yeah.
1: Some of our Facebook Live listeners, uh, viewers are weighing in Alexis L. Hoyer. Amazing words, Sam. Students are definitely an inspiration. And uh, Paige Oaken saying, I love how Salabai stops trafficking before it starts. 100 percent of graduates have been employed within three months. Amazing stats. Uh, indeed, they are. Um, one of our one of our viewers, Mike Ang, is asking, you know, is is there any possibility of any kind of a universal basic income wage in uh, across Cambodia? Or is the country just not even you know near that level of sophistication in terms of its uh, being able to to offer
2: that? Well, we haven't really seen that work. I haven't seen that work too many places in, in the world uh, or, or see that in, in, in place. Um, so I, I think, you know, the Cambodian government has done a lot to try to raise the minimum wage uh, in, in different sectors, including the garment uh, industry. But I think we're a long way off uh, from sort of a universal basic income because I, I'm not sure that idea has been accepted yet in in other parts of the world so that you know other other countries like Cambodia would follow I think we're a ways off from that, but yeah. it's. A, I think it's a good question. It'd be a great thing to have. <laughs> yeah,
1: sure, sure. Of course, the economy would probably need to grow a bit before that could be possible. I would, I would imagine. Um, we we do have to leave it there. But thanks to you both so much for coming on today. And and uh, Sam, I'll give it to you. If people want to reach out and support you guys, uh, contribute, donate, uh, help Salabai uh, with its uh, amazing mission to help folks in Cambodia, how do they do that?
2: Yeah, there's there's two ways they can go to. Uh, touchsalabai.com. So this is touchsalaba icom Or they can go to just salabai.com. You know, we're all 100% volunteers. So any donation goes directly to support uh, the school, the graduates and their families through this difficult time. We're, we're really appreciative uh, to you to, to have us on uh, mm. today and, and to talk about this. So, so thank you for the opportunity.
1: My pleasure. Thanks to you, Sam McGowan, the founder and president of Touch Salabai, and Camille Chow, board member uh, of Touch Salabai as well. Really happy to have you both on. Hope you have a, a great International Women's Day and keep up the good work in Cambodia.
0: Lovely meeting you both. Yeah. Nice to meet Thank you Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you.
1: Thanks, Sam. Okay. Thanks, Camille. Okay.
0: Appreciate it. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.